Hey, Tyla. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm also really good. It's been a good morning so far. Yeah, me too. I slept in. I really slept in today. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like 1.30 and I'm just all like getting around like drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I miss coffee. I need to get some. I ran out and I haven't replaced it in like two weeks. You gotta do that, man. I know. It's important. I know. How are you supposed to go through the day without being caffeinated? And then you like to put your little like cinnamon in your coffee. Yeah, I have my own little ritual thing. I haven't been doing it. Okay, this is... (laughs) (laughs) As soon as we get off of this, I'm going to go buy coffee. (laughs) How long have you been without it? I don't remember. It's been a while. I think I only had enough for like a couple of days after getting back from Peru. And so that was a while ago. it's been a while. Yeah. All right. Well... (sighs) Anyway, it's a disaster. Okay. <laughs> so what's the best thing that happened to you this week? Oh boy. Um, I feel kind of not prepared for this today. <laughs> it was a slow week. It was kind of a slow week, but also I always feel like I have so many good things that happen. Um, I had some friends over on Saturday night and my friend Danny, uh, took on this like seven hour, well, it was like five and a half hour baking or not baking, like grilling, smoking project. And mm-hmm. we've been talking about doing it for like years. Um, so anyway, they came over and we smoked, um, some meat and had cochinita pibil. Um, and it was really good. And then we like watched a movie on the roof with the projector. And it was just like, we haven't done that a lot this summer. So it was really nice to have friends over and be outside and Yay. all that. Yeah. I love it. What about you? Um, so I had a slow week. So I, my problem was that I couldn't think of anything, but yesterday I had a really great day. Uh, Justin and I tried the cover stairs again. This time I made it halfway up the stairs running. (laughs) Oh no. Just walk. Oh no, no, no. Oh yeah. So what happened was that I just walked, I just did my walk slash jog there and he just ran there. So he was already there and he did it once. And then (laughs) I was like halfway up or maybe like a little bit less than halfway. Maybe I'm giving myself (laughs) too much credit. Um, and then he like met me where I was and then we left and then we walked back. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was really fun. And then we went to the dine-in movie, which the dine-in theater, which is always fun. And even though we had some issues there because the, the projector is out of focus and this was very distracting to Justin. So he feels like he missed half the movie. Well, it's annoying when that happens. Oh, it's, it was really terrible. And he like told them and they wouldn't fix it. And like, whatever. what? what kind well, he, of they would just be they? like, Oh, okay, great. But nothing would change. So I don't know what happened there. He's going to write an angry letter. Um, but yeah, but it was still fun. And I really enjoyed the movie. What did so you see? We saw, I don't remember what it's called, but it's the one, it's the new Jeff Bridges movie. It's Jeff Bridges and, um, Chris Pine and. Oh, Oh, uh, you know, that face? was filmed in my hometown. I know. My yeah, I was, was going to tell you about, about it, but then it I forgot. So good thing I brought it up here. Yeah, my mom was texting me. She's like, it got a great review. It's like the best new American Western or something. It's so good. And I was like, what movie are you even talking about? And she was like, the one that was filmed here at Western Bank, which is her bank. Yeah, that's <laughs> so hilarious. So she's all excited because um, I'm from the middle of nowhere. So to have a, a movie, I need to see it. It was um, also funny because they were referring to cities and I was like, oh, I know where these places are. Well, I mean, not really. I can't point them out on a map, but I was like, I've heard of all of these places from Tyla and Tam. 
<laughs> yeah, West that Texas. Woo, woo. <laughs> really, New Mexico is where my town is, but it's basically it's like ten minutes from Texas. So yeah. So that that's was that's the best thing that happened to me this week was yesterday. All of oh, yesterday. Boy. I gotta see that movie. Oh, you know what else I did yesterday? This oh, is taking what? forever. I um. <laughs> it's only been like four minutes. <laughs> that's true. Um. I guess I just feel like I'm talking more than usual, but I don't know that that's true. Anyway, so between those two things, so like after we got back and I did some stretching and whatever, and then I decided to wash my hair. Um, and so in the shower, I was listening to April Smith's first EP, Love Letter Bombs, which mm. I haven't listened to in ages. Oh, oh my her. God. It's so good. I was just singing like all these like sad and angry songs so loud. It was the best. <laughs> Ugh. I need to get April Smith back in my life. I haven't listened to yeah, her in a while. You should. It's really good. That's it. Those, All that right. was my day. That's good. I like and it. And I watched Big Brother. <laughs> oh, don't say anything I haven't watched last night's I episode won't. yet. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, let's get to it. <laughs> okay. So, Sally, who's our guest this week? I already our know. Our guest? <laughs> <laughs> our guest this week is my dear, dear friend, Kim. Hey, Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Say hi again. Wait, hang on. Yeah, I know. Sorry, God. I was like fumbling. Like, wait. Oh, boy. No, we won't edit it out. I think it's funny. Let's just move. Let's keep going. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> let's get what a way to start the show. This is great. This is our best episode ever. Um, okay, so Kim is here because a year ago today, Kim learned that she was pregnant with her second adorable, adorable bundle of joy, oh, which we'll get into how your babies look like twins and I think it's crazy. His um, name is Lionel. Yes. His name is Lionel. Well, she didn't know that last year. I know, but I, it's like, my, it's one of my favorite things and I was sitting over here trying to be quiet and I couldn't. <laughs> yes. A year ago today, she was pregnant with Lionel as yet unnamed. <laughs> um, so Kim, I would love for you to just get grounded and close your eyes and think back um, to the circumstances and just that moment when you found out that you were pregnant again. And I'd love for you to say in one word, how you were feeling at that moment. Joy for sure. I wish there was a word that was stronger than joy. Cause mm. like, um, that's what I was feeling, but, um, yeah, it was just this like really, really perfect, perfect moment um, where I just felt like everything had kind of clicked into place in the world for me. Mm. Ugh, I was trying. More. I was trying to guess what word you were gonna say, and I was gonna say overjoyed. <laughs> oh, there you go. That, I do like that. Overjoyed. Um, so tell me more about things clicking into place in that moment. Yeah. You know, I just, um, we had been living in Washington DC for about three months. Um, my husband and my daughter and I had moved from New York city. Um, and it was a move that we both, uh, really wanted. Um, you know, we love, we love New York obviously, but it was just getting really tough, um, with our toddler and, uh, you know, just, raising kids, it, it can be difficult in the, 
in, in the city. So, um, we had settled into a suburb of DC and, um, I had actually quit my job, which was, um, a really big risk, obviously, but, um, I, uh, had started my freelance business and, uh, that was going pretty well. Um, and my husband liked his job and we had really found a community of people, um, you know, it, it, it took only like a few months. Um, but we had found this community of, of really great friends. Um, and, uh, I just was really looking forward to, to raising my daughter there. And I knew that we had wanted a second. And so, you know, we had started trying and it it happened really, you know, immediately, which I was really grateful for. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just was, I just felt like, so many things, um, in my life that I had worked so hard at, you know, my relationship, my career, what made me feel fulfilled. And then my family, um, was, was sort of like frozen in this like perfect place that I, you know, had really wanted for a long time. I just have that feeling of, I can almost like see you in that moment being like, this is it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm here, I have arrived. I have arrived. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it was just like unexpected as well, which is kind of made it even more um, fabulous. And um, I, I just wanted to add one more thing. Like we had rented this little house, um, and it was like right next to a park, which is how we met all our friends. Just you know, outside on Friday nights, like we'd all hang out there. But the house just had this like amazing energy. It was full of light. It was like old and super charming. And so like, I just felt like even our environment was just very like, you know, full of life and joy and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I can attest to the awesomeness of the house. Oh yeah, that's right. Sally. Cause you, you had con Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just, I really loved it there. So. Hmm. Well, I have a question. Yes. How did you share the news with your husband? Because I always think that that has got to be one of the most fun parts about finding out is getting to tell, you know, the father. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is that too nosy? (laughs) Oh, it's not nosy at all. I just think I'm going to disappoint you, Tyler. No, I won't be disappointed. I promise. I promise. Yeah, you know, actually, I just was so, again, like, um, so, you know, I, I've written for a lot of parenting publications and I know it takes some people like years and years to get pregnant. And, um, for us this time, you know, it just, it, ha- it happens immediately. So I think I just like ran down the stairs, um, <laughs> from the bathroom with the pregnancy test and was like, Oh my God. <laughs> um, and he didn't even know that like I was taking it. So he was like, um, big shock, big shock for him. He didn't know that like, it was the day I was supposed to take it, like whatever. And so he's just kind of like, Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> this is happening. And now I'm going to go to work. So <laughs> I'm not disappointed at all. I feel oh, like okay. running down the, running down the stairs with a pregnancy test in your hand is probably like the best way to do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's very in the moment. And yeah. So. Oh boy. <sighs> <laughs> I was freaking out. I'm freaking out. I feel like for some reason, like 
that's something I've thought a lot about. And I know that like, I'm so, I'm not like wanting to rush into having kids, but I'm so excited to, to have kids one day. And I'm so excited to just like share that experience of being able to be like, babe, guess what? We made a human. <laughs> like, what is more exciting than that? I don't know. Oh boy. Anyway, yeah, I'm just living vicariously. Like, <laughs> just, um, like, just an aside. Like, that doesn't go away either. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like even today, we're like, like if Lionel does something cute, or if Ida, Ida's my daughter, if Ida does something really cute, we're like, we we made that, <laughs> which is like so like conceited, but you know, no, it's it magical. Great, yeah, it's really lovely. Boy, so how was it different for you um, finding out for the second time that you were pregnant? And how old was Ida at this point? So Ida was about a year and a half. Um, and I think finding out the second time, it was just a lot more surreal to me because honestly, um, you know, when I was younger and kind of picturing my life, I always could picture it with one child with, with a daughter actually. Um, and I just never, I just couldn't imagine what it would be like with two, even though I really wanted to. And, and then that was, that was, um, even more pronounced when I found out what I, I was having a son. I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to do with a son? Like, how, <laughs> how is this going to work? That's also um, how I feel. I'm like, I'm not going to know what to do with a boy. <laughs> totally. And for like the first like couple of months that I found out that it was a boy, like, cause I, cause we found out before I was just like. I do not know, like, I just do not know what is going on. Like, you know, it was harder for me to feel connected. Um, and that's completely, completely changed. Um, I'm like obsessed with him now, but, um, but yeah, it just felt like very, very surreal. Um, and also surreal, I think, because like what I was saying, like, I have never had that much joy at one time in my life before. Um, And so it was just really interesting to kind of experience, you know, what that felt like. I love this. (laughs) I know. I just feel like I was there with you in that moment, in that beautiful house. Like, yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. It's nice. (sighs) Oh, man. Well, so then what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Um,. So when I, I mean, I'm already having like such a flood of emotions, um, because my life now is just so different. Um, and so I should just say that like my family's great, everyone's fine. So it's different, (laughs) but, um, our situation is a little different now. Um, my husband actually, was laid off from his job, um, in January of 2016. So it was January of this year. So I was about four months pregnant by that time. And, um, we were pretty shocked, especially since, you know, we had made the move to, to DC for his job. And, um, he actually was unemployed for six months, which was very stressful. Um, especially because, you know, we had, um, this pregnancy and we were going to have two kids in our family. 
Um, so that was very stressful. And also he was just, you know, really upset that, um, that that had happened. And, um, so I think, you know, he went through a really hard time in what was, you know, supposed to be a really joyful time for us. Um, and then the day that Lionel was born, actually, we were in the hospital, actually it was the day after we were in the hospital and he got a call and he got, um, a job offer for this like fantastic job in Los Angeles. So about, about five weeks later, um, we made the move and here we are now in California. <laughs> so, um, you know, gosh, I, I, it's like my brain just like totally flatlined. Um, and that's when I know that like, I'm really like experiencing a lot, a lot of emotions. Um, but you know, I think that it's just been really hard. It's been a really big move, a really big culture shock. Um, I really don't know anybody here. Um, I'm away from my family and, um, you know, away from my friends and I, you know, we just haven't had time to like, you know, meet people, have any sort of community. Um, so it's just, my life looks so different right now than, than kind of what I expected a year ago when I found out was, I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of, um, you know, I, I've always been one to embrace adventure, but, um, you know, this has been, um, definitely a struggle for me. Um, going back to, I guess, just like those first few months of your pregnancy, right before Dan was laid off, um, how much, I mean, it felt to me like you were getting really invested in creating this life in DC. Um, so like, I don't know, I guess I just want to hear more about like what you guys were planning, how that was all going, um, leading up to finding out that then he was laid off. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the biggest thing was that I had found, uh, girlfriends really quickly. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, personally, I think it's really difficult to make friends as, as adults. And, um, and this group of women just kind of came together like very magically and organically and authentically. And, um, it was just for like the first time in a really long time, I just felt like I had this support, um, for myself and also for my children. And the other crazy thing was that these women had, um, they all, they had daughters that were the exact same age as Ida, which was mm. so funny. And actually one of them right now is she's like do any day now she's having, um, her second. So, you know, our babies would have been the same. And also, um, one of my like best friends from home, uh, that I've been friends with like for 25 years, she was in DC. So I had her too. So, you know, um, I just wanted to be, I wanted to be in an environment for myself that I felt very supportive and very supported and very loved. Mm. Um, and then I wanted my kids my kids and my family to have that too. And, um, you know, that's sort of what we were building in DC. Um, and so, you know, we were just really grateful that we had kind of, um, 
you know, kind of found that and were building the foundation and stuff like that. So after you guys found out that Dan was laid off, I'm curious how the conversations that you were having changed and like what kind of options you were exploring and was leaving DC something that was on the table, you know, kind of how were you guys relating to that knowing that you were about to have another baby? That's a really interesting question. Um, I think for me, I was in complete denial. I was in denial right up until the day that we left. Uh, I kept thinking that something was going to change for us and that we would be able to stay. Um, so I, I actually think that that made California like even a bigger kind of culture shock for me because I had, you know, I had not committed to it. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Dan, um, he was just so upset about the job and to him, like he experienced it as a failure, even though mm-hmm. like there was a lot, a lot at play and he certainly wasn't a failure. Um, but he just wanted to like get the hell out of, of the entire city. Like mm-hmm. he, he like even to this, like he really just wants nothing to do with it. Um, and also he was really excited about the West coast, um, which I understand why now that I'm here and it's lovely. I'm, I can only say amazing <laughs> things about the West coast. I was going to say, I think that's what everybody says once they get to California. They're like, Oh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. Like I totally, Oh my God. It's, it's amazing. Like that, that's what's so funny too. Cause I'm like, I'm going through this kind of personal struggle, but like it's relentlessly sunny and gorgeous. Yeah. And it just feels like everyone's <laughs> smiling through like, you know, <laughs> I was just thinking like, like this morning. What is wrong with everyone? Well, right. so it sounds like you and he were relating to the situation so differently. And did that, did that create any kind of like distance between the two of you? And if so, what was that like going through that while also being pregnant? Well, I, and I, I wouldn't speak of it just in the past tense. (laughs) Um, you know, I think it's something that is, is still continuing. Um, it's definitely been one of the biggest challenges that we've ever had in our relationship for sure. Um, you know, I, I was just really sad because I felt like he was just not, not present even kind of, um, you know, he, it's so interesting because he's such a wonderful person. So he was still very loving and attentive and supportive and all that stuff. But it just felt like he was doing it from a, a really far away place. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I was very, I was very sad and frustrated, um, during that pregnancy because I thought that like, um, you know, he just wasn't being present for it and he wasn't enjoying it in a way that I, I would, I wanted him to. Um, so that was, that was difficult. And then when our son was born, um, he, he had some troubles bonding. And I know that, that, uh, is very common with, with dad, with dads or with the partner that doesn't uh, actually give birth to the baby. Um, but also, you know, he was starting this like great new job that he was super excited about. So, you know, his, it just seemed like his priority in his mind was on the job and the move and, you know, and, and mine just wasn't. So, 
um, that definitely has been, like I said, a challenge and something that we are still, still working through. But, um, I do think that, uh, I'm sort of proud of us. Um, and that has been one of the really good things that has come of this and that I think will come, come of this is that like, we really have kind of, you know, we've kind of been in the trenches together with this. And, um, I just feel like, you know, I've had a lot of, I don't know, tough relationships and lack of communication. And and this is not that we're definitely like really, really trying hard and, and making improvements every day. So I just want to give both of you like the biggest hug. I'm just like, yeah, I think so. Like how hard for, for both of you, because it's like when you're like, he wasn't able to be present for the way and Mm -hmm. be happy the way I wanted him to like that. If that was going on for me, I know that I would be like really upset about it, but at the same time to try to like think about what must've been going through his mind where he's like, I have now two babies that I'm going to need to support and Mm -hmm. care for. And the pressure of that. Yeah. Uh I mean, he must've felt such relief just learning that he got a job just in time. Totally. I think that's exactly how he like experienced it. Um, and it's so interesting, like for the first time that I've been in like, a committed relationship, like I've actually, like, I feel like my fear and my anger has been directed not at Dan because I do feel like, you know, it's not his fault and he, he is so wonderful, but it's more been directed at marriage, like, you know, the sort of the structure of it and how it is sort how it can be very like, you know, how I, how I just have to be like, okay, this is what we're doing, you know, in this instance. So did you ever have the conversation of like, maybe this is not what we're doing? Like, I understand that you got this job, but this is not what I want. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did have a lot of those and it looked like it, that conversation happened in a variety of ways. Sometimes it was me, um, being like, well, did you look here? Like thinking <laughs> that I could, you know, You're like, did you check Craigslist to see if I could have a job? Right. I know. I'm like, oh. (laughs) Yes, babe. I checked all the sites. (laughs) Right. Like, let me, like, oh, let me offer you some helpful advice. Like, no, (laughs) that is not helpful. Um, And then I think that for a while, like he had had a couple other um, job offer, job opportunities. Um, there was like another offer as well. And it was closer to our families. And I was like, I think we should do this. This sounds awesome. And it was like, not a town that we would want to live in, not a job he wanted, but I was like, all like gung ho about it. Um, so not that healthy. Um, and then, you know, as it got closer, I just was like, I just started being real. Like I just would like cry and be like, I don't want to do this. Um, and obviously, you know, that was the most helpful because, you know, those other ways were not being authentic and we're not telling him exactly what I needed. And even though he couldn't give it to me, what I needed, like it helped him understand like what place I was in. So I, I remember when the idea of coming out to the West coast first came up, um, and I guess specifically LA and how you were 
like you had a lot of questions around like, well, you know, what's it like? And like, is it going to be okay? And like all of that. So it did seem to me at least that you were open to it. Um, how are you kind of like, but now it seems like maybe there were waves, like sometimes you were open to it and maybe other times you were like, not at all. <laughs> um, so how was that like, like, were you just kind of trying to make it happen or like trying to calm your, your, your mind or was it something else that was happening? Well, I definitely think that there are waves and something that I've learned that um, about myself is, I guess, I guess like kind of the old me thought that if one day I woke up and I was feeling awesome about moving to LA and then the next day when I found out, when I woke up and I was feeling, you know, depressed as one does when, Mm -hmm. you know, they have to make a big move or a big transition in life. Like I just felt like that wasn't authentic. Like, but what's going on with me? I was so happy about this yesterday. Like Mm -hmm. what, like, am I just making this all about me? Am I, you know, just being emotional for emotion's sake? Um, and so once I kind of worked through that, I was like, Oh, like you just have to like ride all those feelings out. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I did, I really did want to be supportive of him that that never changed. I always felt like I wanted the best for him in this situation. Um, you know, cause again, I, I should mention that like, I'm, I'm still working cause I can, I can work from anywhere. So for me, like I can get, you know, the fulfillment I need for my career pretty much anywhere. And, and for him, it's, it's much more narrow and, and harder for him to get it. And, you know, it required us to move for him to get it. So, mm. Um, yeah. So on my good days, I would like information gather about like the really cool (laughs) things, you know, it wasn't like we were moving, you know, we were moving to like one of the best places in the country. So I was like, well, you know, like when I had the energy for it, I'm like, let me figure out the good things. And, Mm. you know, I don't think Sally, I don't think that like, I don't know. I, I, I haven't like totally worked through this, but I just, I don't think it was a coincidence that like you happen to live here too. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And I, I felt that really strongly when I saw you last week. Like I just was like, it's just so interesting mm. that I'm going through this and I have you and I don't know. I just think it's really, really interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun also. Cause I, I mean, I know very little of LA. I feel like mm-hmm. I live in a little bubble, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's still, it was fun to be able to be like, well, here are all of my favorite things. So you can yeah. at least try some things <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and hopefully yeah. you'll like some of them. <laughs> right. Right. For sure. No, I love that. I just, I think that's very, very, very cool. So, um, I want to talk a little bit more about what you were saying about kind of like writing those waves of emotion. Cause I think that mm-hmm. that's something that a lot of people go through and, when we have conflicting emotion, you know, and feel fine one day and then like we want to crawl into a dark hole and never come out the next day, I think it can be really easy to feel like something's wrong with you. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I just, I was never taught to experience emotions fluidly or mm. I guess taught that it was okay. Um, like I just, I, you know, until very recently, I've, I've always thought of them as very linear, linearly, like 
uh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Linearly. Sorry. That's a difficult word. Um, you know, I just felt like you're sad about something and then you get over it and then you're happy and then it's past. Mm. Um, and that's why I, you know, that, that has just been the source, that kind of thinking has been the source of just so much struggle in my life. Mm. And, um, you know, especially with this, like with this situation, you know, I'm not just worried about myself. I'm worried about three other people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I don't know, I just have, I've just had to kind of like, be like, okay, this is what I'm feeling today. Um, I'm just, I just have to like forgive myself and be, and accept it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people would say that like, they're not taught like they think of emotions kind of in the same way as you. And I was listening to this woman on a podcast not that long ago, talk about grief mm -hmm. and how in our society, it's like grief is something that you're supposed to feel. And then you're supposed to get over where like mm -hmm. in real life, like you can feel grief about something for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And it comes in waves and it comes when you're not expecting it. And if you're not open to it, then you are cutting yourself off from like a really important part of the experience. Of yeah. Feeling and processing. Yeah. I actually think like, and that's, you know, when people talk about the five, is it five steps of grief? I always, or five stages. There's like five stages of grief. And I feel like that is really helpful for people. But yeah, for me, it kind of, reinforced this idea that like you need to move, move through these feelings and then they're done. And then you like move on to the next thing. Um, and, um, you know, it just life, life is, is so not like that. And, you know, this is sort of like a different topic, but, um, I, you know, about, let's see, about like six years ago, I went through a divorce. So that was my first marriage. This, my marriage to Dan is my second, but, um, you know, often dealing with a divorce or an end of, you know, a, a very serious long-term relationship that, that can, people can experience grief with that as well. Mm -hmm. And I spent so many years just trying to like be done with it, like be done with that grief. And like, it just does not, it does not work that way. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of like what I keep reminding myself now, like, you know, there is some grief that I am experiencing from leaving, you know, a place that I really loved. Um, and it's okay. It's okay that like, I still feel pangs of that. And I probably will for like a really long time. You know, you don't replace that with new emotions. You just sort of like, you're moving, moving through it all. How do you like nurture yourself and take care of yourself in those moments of feeling grief? So that has actually been, something that has been really challenging now that I have two kids. Um, because before I had them, I knew how to like take care of myself. I knew what I needed. I needed to like be alone for like six hours or, you know, go to <laughs> yoga or like go shopping, you know, just like anything to like, um, you know, I'm like a really big, I love reading and that really calms me down and writing, writing does too. Um, and you know, I'm lucky now if I get, you know, 15 minutes, um, mm -hmm. 
to myself. So it's sort of just like, um, I think what I do is, um, I'll go work out or, um, I have like my thing that I have to do at the end of the day is I have to like sit down with like maybe a glass of wine, maybe just some tea and read for like 20 minutes by myself. Mm. Um, that really helps to center me. Um, but also the thing that I have also learned is like, I have to like talk to people about it, even though I feel often I feel really silly or I feel like I'm complaining or something like that. Like, but it's definitely like seeking somebody to listen to me, you know, even for five minutes. Um, and then I feel like that's sort of how I really knew that I was kind of growing is that that was so hard for me to ask for in the past. And, and now like, it's still really hard, but I know that I need it to, to like nurture myself and, and like get through the hard days. Well, I'm really proud of you because I have seen all that growth and I know that for a while also, um, you were scared of just even experiencing negative emotions. And so I know that was a big deal for you to grow through. Cause you were like, Oh no, is there, is it bad? Like, I don't want to like be a pessimist. Like I don't want to only focus on the negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had several conversations I feel like <laughs> over, you know, years probably. Um, but certainly over the last year about just honoring what what is coming up for you and what you're feeling. And you really took that on. Like you really, once you were ready to accept that, that that was okay, then you, I found that you really went for it. And it certainly sounds that way from, from what I'm hearing today also. So I think you're the bomb. Oh, thank you, Sally. (laughs) You know, I, um, it's true. Like I have so much fear that like, if I complain for five minutes about a really shitty day that like, that means I'm a negative person Mm -hmm. and, Or if I like wake up one morning and I don't want to get out of bed, that means that like I have depression that cannot be treated and there's no hope (laughs) for me, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's, I just like, you know, I just take it to these extremes. And I think what really like, and that is something that you've always told me that Sally, you've, you've just been really like, you know, you have to experience your emotions. You, you can't tamp them down. They're going to come out in some way. And I think when I, um, you know, my daughter is just such a spirited person. She mm-hmm. thinks like she goes from, this is the best day of my whole entire life to like, <laughs> this is the worst day in like a matter of minutes. And so Aww. I just think a lot about like, you know, I don't want her to like not be like that. You know, I want her to like have those really just like those big feelings, but also know how to, co- how to cope with them. So that's sort of what like, I was like, I got to get this together because, <laughs> because I have to like teach a little, a little like tiny human how to do this. So, um, oh, that so puts things in perspective. Yeah. You know, when you're like, you can so easily look at Ida who you love so much and be like, mm-hmm. I would never want her to not feel her feelings. Yeah. Because exactly. it makes her who she is. And at the same time, you're like walking through life, like trying to stuff everything down and not feel it. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I guess actually now I need to like <laughs> maybe shift the way I'm dealing with things. I, I spent a lot of time with, um, with my boyfriend's niece and she just turned, um, one in July. And I think so much about who she is becoming 
Mm-hmm. And like, it makes me think about how I want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like to see it, to see a little one like get so excited about something or so curious about something or throw a tantrum. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, sometimes I want to throw a tantrum and I don't often let myself, but like, maybe I should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it's over, you know, yeah. it's like not, not that you're past it, but just that like you've experienced that, you know, you've worked through it and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, like as Ida becomes more and more verbal, her new thing is that well, first of all, her new thing is that she apologizes for everything, but she'll like dump something on the floor, laugh, and then be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Mm. But the other thing she does is that when she has a tantrum and, you know, we do like a timeout, whatever, get her calm again, then she's always says to me, like, I'm so sorry for being upset, mommy. And I'm like, mm. no, like, <laughs> that is not what you, that is nothing to be sorry about. Like, mm it's fine to be upset, you know? Mm. Um, and I just feel like that's just not how I was brought up and, and, but that's what I really, I really want for her, um, is to just know that it's okay to like experience, you know, all of the, all of the emotions, no matter how crappy they, they may be. Yeah. Do you think that talking to her has shifted your self-talk? Cause I feel like I've been talking to myself a lot more lately, like I am a child. Like, I'll often, in my head, I'll be like, you know what? It's really okay to be upset right now. Um, And I'm wondering if you've had that same shift. I have. And actually, I feel like learning to talk to yourself... so, So there's, like, two things here, right? So the, like, learning to talk to yourself as um, when you were young as like little Tyler or little Kim or whatever. Um, I think that that is like such a simple way to learn how to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, especially for people that don't know how to do it or, or just aren't, or, or uncomfortable. Like you would never want to like yell at like a little two year old and be like, how could you do that? Like you're a failure. Like, no, mm-hmm. you know, you, 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 you approach it with like such kindness and love. So I feel like, um, that's just like a really good habit that helps you talk to yourself better. And then yes, it, it, having Ida kind of like reinforces that as well. Like I, I, I just, I think so hard about what I want her, like what, like her taking what I'm saying in and, and, and what I want that to be. And, and it is hard. Like, I feel like I do tell her, you know, it's okay. It's not, it's, it's, okay to be upset. But then I'm sort of like, but now what, like what, what else do I want her to know about that? I don't know if I know it, you know? So, um, so yeah, it, it, there's a shift, but I definitely have like a lot more, a lot more to go. If that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like it's a big, like figuring out. Mm -hmm. It's like, if not, if we weren't taught that, Mm -hmm. it's like, we're now trying to self teach and you're doing it at the same time that you're also trying to teach a tiny human. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and a lot of times I, you know, I have gotten frustrated with myself. I'm like, 
why couldn't I have done this growing earlier? Like, mm-hmm. and like perfected it by the time that, you know, you know, needed me, but you know, you it doesn't work like before I have children. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, wouldn't that just be wonderful? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, it doesn't work like that. And I think that you just have to honor when you get, when you come to things, I guess it's like what I tell other people. So I think I have to learn to believe in myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that it's such an important part of the process also for for children to see their parents grow and to see their parents make a mistake and mm-hmm. and to you know like if Ida has a question about I mean maybe not yet because she's still pretty young but like what do you do after the upset feelings and it would be okay to be like you know I don't know yet mm-hmm. like I'm still figuring it out like that level of kind of openness and vulnerability is a huge gift I think Oh, I think so too. Like that it's okay that I don't have, it's okay that, you know, you don't have the answers right now. Um, yeah, I think that that is just so truthful and, um, yeah, you know, it's interesting because, um, to kind of like bring it back to, to the move and, and the transition, like I, as a child, my dad was transferred a lot for his job. And so we moved so much when I was little, um, and into like the high school years. And, you know, my parents, unfortunately, you know, they were raised as well with like, you don't, you don't show emotions. Like you just act like everything is fine. And so I experienced moving and big transitions as like really scary, really bad, bad things. Um, and so like, that's just another area that, that like, I feel like I kind of have been using to help me through this transition. It's like, how do I want Ida to understand transition? How do I want her to relate to it? And so, um, that's sort of, um, I don't know. It's helped with my attitude a lot, not to be like Pollyanna about it, but just to like, you know, there are good days. What are we going to do on our great day? Let's go find a new ice cream place. Mm. Um, you know, today's not so good. Let's maybe we just stay home and we can watch some movies and you know, whatever, uh, play with Play-Doh, you know? So it's just kind of like, you know, helping her kind of like modeling it for her in a way that I know isn't perfect, but you know, is positive. I have a question about, um, your transition. So last time when you moved, I guess, have you been able to identify the circumstances that made it so good? Cause you, you know, within three months you had a group of friends and you had, you know, habits and rituals and patterns and all these things that were really supportive for you. Um, have you been able to identify like what created that? Um, yes, this, this is like, this is tough, man. So yes, um, it's definitely putting myself out there, which is super hard to do. So, Mm. you know, I, like the other day I saw someone in my building with like a baby and I like flagged her down and was like, let's do something. Give me a number. And like, right. And we actually like invited them over for dinner last night. Like, I'm sure they're like, okay, like you can stop stalking me. Um, 
but yeah, it's, so it's definitely putting myself out there. Um, and, um, the, the issue that I'm having is that I'm just still so sad mm-hmm. <laughs> at my, at what I feel is a tremendous loss right now mm-hmm. that, you know, it's just, it's just difficult to, to get the energy to do some of these things, you know, mm-hmm. um, I kind of just want to like sit around being sad and that's like the opposite of putting yourself out there and making friends and, and stuff like that. So, um, and, um, and also I think like exploring the community, exploring, you know, the community and stuff that is a way that in the past that I have really, you know, come to make a place, my home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're doing that slowly for sure. Um, well, it's yeah. challenging with two babes. Well, <laughs> yeah. And also like we live, um, like on the top of this, I would like to call it a mountain, but I think it's just a really high hill. <laughs> so, so it's just like heart, you know, it's just like, it's different well, there's to, like to get out. Physical obstacle. Yeah, to there totally is. Which is really interesting. I think yes. you want to talk about energetically. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I think about that all the time. It's like almost like, it's like, I have to overcome this like physical barrier to like get out there. Um, and, uh, yeah. And it's, yeah. So, um, so I think that that has added to the challenge and that like, I sort of know the path I need to take. I'm just not like there yet. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to even be the same path because the circumstances mm-hmm. are different. I was just curious. Cause I know that when you first mm-hmm. moved there, you to DC, that is, you were like, Oh man, how am I going to do this? But, and then when I, once I went to visit you, like you were already still kind of like figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, then everything kind of came together rather magically. And so I was just curious cause we never actually talked about that. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I think that's like one of my fears is that it did feel magical when it happened. And so I'm just afraid that like, that's not going to happen this time. Like I kind of feel like, you know, um, how much power do I have here? Mm. Um, and like, if I was so powerful there, like how can I be powerful here too? Like, it just seems like, you know, how much is me, how much is situational? I want to, I so deeply resonate with what you're saying. And I have recently experienced something that's like, although it's kind of a completely different situation, it also, the way you're talking about it to me feels exactly the same. And that was Mm -hmm. just kind of like on my personal growth path. I felt Mm -hmm. like there was like a period of months and months where I was like, well, I know the path that I should be taking. Like Mm -hmm. I know the things I should be doing, um, to get where I want to go or to create what I want to create. But it's the same way that you're saying, like, I felt like I didn't have the energy to do it. Mm-hmm. And when I was finally able to let that be okay and to be like, you know what? It's okay if I don't have the energy to do that today. And it's okay if I don't have the energy to do that tomorrow, because I will eventually get there. And it was almost like as soon as I could really let it be okay, like really in my in my heart and in my body, stop feeling judgment toward myself for all the things that I wasn't doing. It was like something really deep inside of me shifted and I was able to start doing all of those things and to find kind of like that power and that magic 
But first I had to let go of a lot of judgment about mm-hmm. all the things that I wasn't doing quote unquote right. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm having a total moment right now because what you were just saying is so similar to how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like it's so interesting how the situations can be so different and yet the things that we're experiencing in our emotional lives can be so similar. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Sally, I feel like you and I have, you know, have, when we talked on Sunday, that was sort of like what you were saying kind of reminds me of that too. And I, I just feel like, um, sometimes like there's really nothing, there's really nothing you can do, but accept. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. It's just like, it's so hard, but it's almost like you don't have a choice anymore. (laughs) You just, you just got to do it. Um, but yeah, I'm having a moment kind of too, Tyla, like, because I feel like I'm like, I feel like, again, it's like intellectually, I know it, but I just haven't done it, you know, emotionally. So, and you can't like, whether you know it intellectually or not, like doesn't matter. You know, it's no, like, really you can't like, just wake up and decide. Right? No, it's like no, you like no. really feel it in your body. And I guess that's like the thing for me is that one day I woke up. Actually, it happened in a conversation. It wasn't like I woke up and everything was different. It was mm-hmm. not that long ago. I had a conversation and something I actually felt in my body, something shift. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh huh. And it was like a letting go. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. soon as that happened, everything changed for me internally, like Mm -hmm. the way I'm feeling my, my level of energy, where I'm putting my energy. Um, and as a result, I feel like a lot of things are shifting externally now and it's happening in that way that you were describing back in DC where it feels like magic and I Mm -hmm. do feel powerful, but I think that that came from surrender. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So Tyler, do you think that like it could happen to me again? Yes, that's <laughs> totally. What I'm I, I think okay. Hundred percent. Like okay. You haven't. I don't think that you've lost any of your magic or your power. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that as soon as you really, really know that, mm-hmm. then you'll start to see it. But it's like that, like surrendering to. I'm doing the most that I can right now, and I have to let that be okay because here in a minute. Yeah. I'm going to feel better and I'm going to make magic happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I really do think that. And I think that, um, part of that is remembering what, like what I just said before, like this is a very different situation. So I think just like letting yourself off the hook mm-hmm. for like, okay, well it happened within three months in DC. So like it has to happen within three months here, but like in DC it was a very conscious move. Both of you were all in you, like it was a, a very mm-hmm. proactive thing you and didn't have here, a newborn. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and here it's just really different and so I think that it's important for you to honor the difference in the situation and then let yourself off the hook for like not having everything go perfectly right away mm-hmm. because I think that that's putting a lot of just a lot it's like it's a big burden it feels like to carry mm-hmm. and it's not necessary because it's not the same thing. Like if you spend the first three months just being sad about Mm -hmm. being in LA, like, okay, that's fine. Who cares? And then if it's like another six months before you like 
mm-hmm. you know, surrender to your magic. That's fine too. Like who cares? Who's like, there's nothing, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing. Yeah. I just, I think that everything's fine. Like you're exactly where you need to be. Yeah. I think, I think so too. Um, and I just think, you know, it's like, I'm uncomfortable, but guess what? Like you kind of have to learn how to be uncomfortable, you know? Um, and, um, yeah. And I, I do, it's funny. Cause I do feel like I'm on the brink of something, you know, I just, I just don't know what it is and I want to get yeah. there, but, but yeah, you're, you I guys, feel the same. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel the same about yourself or about me? Oh no, about, well, I guess both. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel the same yeah. about myself too. I think that we're all like in one of those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do too, actually. Um, yeah, so so I guess, yeah, it's just where we have to be and what are we going to do with it? <laughs> well, I, I know think... It's almost like I'm on the brink of something and I don't know what it is, but I can feel that it's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as much as I can like be like frustrated and like I want to get there sooner... I've also been able to shift into a place of just actually being purely excited for it and like knowing it's coming. Mm-hmm. I keep saying to, to Matt, I keep saying, you know, I feel like I'm just like one step away. I'm one step away from where I want to be. And mm. it's the longest step ever. It feels <laughs> like, but I know that I'm going to look back on it and I'm not going to feel like it was the longest step ever. When I look back on it, I'm going to think like, wow, that happened so much faster yeah. than I could have imagined. And it was magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which goes back actually to Kim, like just those three months of adjustment in DC. Mm-hmm. Um, like at the time, like now when you talk about it, it's like, oh, it happened so fast. But I know that at the time while you were going <laughs> through it, you were like, I just want friends. Like, <laughs> why don't I know anybody here? <laughs> I was kind of waiting for you to call me out on this because <laughs> no, like when I was going through it, I thought like, you know, we were in, like, we were outside of D.C. in a suburb. I was like, oh, what is the suburb? Like, this is awful, horrible. Um, but, yeah, like, I, like, kind of, like, you know, kicked and screamed my way through those three months. And now I'm talking about it all like it was just this beautiful, <laughs> magical, you know, paradise. Um, but you're right. Like, you know, I am sort of glossing over it and not really honoring um honoring, you know, what I went through right before. Um, and actually Tyler, when you were just talking, I was just thinking that like, if we are on the brink, if we're, we, if we are sort of one step away from this, like really amazing thing, then we are going to look back at this kind of struggle with like a like a lot of fondness and nostalgia, you know, like, yeah. Oh, like, like that the- was the moment when I thought I would never get there. And look, yeah, here it is. yeah, exactly. So I I, I think maybe part of the challenge is, and one of the shifts I've made recently is being aware of that right now as it's happening, like, Mm -hmm. you know, to be like, oh, this is where I am today and it doesn't feel good, but I know I'm in the right place and I know I'm where I need to be Mm -hmm. and I know that I need to be here today to get where I'm going. Cause without this step, that next thing doesn't happen. And so to have gratitude for these moments, even when they are challenging mm-hmm. to be like, cause I am on the brink and I do know that. And the more grateful I can be for where I am right now, I think the faster I'll get there. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I had, this is kind of a little bit of a jump, um, but this was a question that was coming up for me earlier. We were talking about learning to feel your feelings, even, even the negative ones. And I've learned, or not learned, I've experienced that the more I allow myself to really feel the negative things, the more I'm actually able to feel the positive things too. And I'm wondering if you've had any kind of experience, just your ability to feel in general as you open up to negative feelings. Yes. I mean, that has also been something that has been years and years of work for me. Um, I think that uh, like, especially after, um, my divorce and some other things, like I was sort of like numb, like I sort of numbed myself to all, um, to all feelings because I was so scared of the negativity of the, of, you know, the negative feelings. And it was, it wasn't until someone like, I think I was like recounting, I was telling like maybe a friend, a story and it was something that was like really good had happened to me, but I like told them in totally like a dead voice (laughs) and they were like, do you see what you've done? Like you've numbed yourself to the negative feelings, but you've numbed yourself to the positive feelings as well. And so you're not like, you're not experiencing anything. (laughs) You're just like, you know, you're just like sort of there. Um, and so, yes, I feel like once I've started letting the negative feelings in those joys have been much more profound and strong. And the other way too, I feel like when I really like the more that I do experience like these wonderful things, like then I also feel like sadness a little deeper as well, but I'd rather have that than sort of this, you know really even Mm. nothingness, I guess. Mm -hmm. Did that answer the question? Yeah, Yeah. it did. And then Mm -hmm. my next question is, can you just tell us a little bit more about Lionel? (laughs) Oh, about Lionel? Oh my God. This is to be like a whole nother podcast. (laughs) He is just like awesome. He's just super, super awesome. He's super chill. Um, so he just, he's three months. Oh my God. Um, and he, um, I'm trying to think what's his, like when I was pregnant with him, he, like, there would be so many times when like the doctor couldn't get him to move and like, they would be, I don't know. I had to like do a lot of tests, like stress tests to make sure that like he was moving. Okay. And he's just so chill. Like, he's just like, (laughs) why would I move? Like, I'm happy. I'm happy here. I'm going to go back to sleep. So, (laughs) um, And he's also, he is like, he has like the biggest smile ever and he smiles all the time. It's so, so cute. So, um, yeah, so I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of my, (laughs) my, my son. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so really, you know, um, yeah. So I know that I've spent a lot of a lot of this talking about, you know, struggle and growth and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I'm constantly just like remind myself that there's some like pretty wonderful, pretty wonderful things too. So, um, yeah, I have a, I have a question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it feels like a big one, which is why I said it like that. I think, I think that 
the three of us probably all ascribe to the idea that everything happens in perfect timing and for a reason, even if we can't understand it when it's happening. But from where you sit now, do you feel like you have some sort of understanding of kind of the gift in this situation or why it happened when it did, right? Right in the middle of your pregnancy? <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. No, okay. perfectly fine um, answer. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still like, I'm really angry still. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, it's sort of, my anger is sort of like rendering me speechless actually, just because it's, it's so intense. Um, and I actually, I, I don't believe everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I believe, but I just more think it's like what you do when, like what, what you do when the situation happens. And sometimes that means like we were saying that you could do nothing and, and that's what you have to accept. But, um, but I think it's just more about like, gosh, I really, you know, um, it's like, I want to be saying something really profound here, but I, you know, I'm just not there yet. And maybe that's just like what it is, you know, mm -hmm. it's just me kind of floundering around and, and this is very authentically what, what I feel every day in my present, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, well, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, <laughs> Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty self-conscious right now because I just wish that I could kind of tie it up and be like, here, like, this is, <laughs> this is going to be great. I'm so glad this happened, but you know, I'm just not, I'm not there yet. Um, but it'll be interesting. Like, especially if we do this like a year from now, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not to invite myself back or anything, but you should um, be on every episode. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, like obviously in a year I'm going to have a totally, you know, I'm totally going to be in a different place and I, I would have suspect it would be a better, you know, better. So, so it's just, it's really interesting, but I wish I had the answers. I'm going to say this cause it's been coming up. It keeps coming up for me. Um, I don't know that I don't have an answer for you in terms of like why this happened in this way. But I do think that it's really interesting that your transition to D.C., because, I mean, you've moved more than once, obviously. Like, you moved to, you know, from Chicago to New York. Mm -hmm. Like, you've moved throughout your life. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that maybe, or what I'm getting maybe for you to consider is that, especially given how moving was for you growing up, that your experience in D.C. was meant to teach you that you can be that powerful and it can be that easy and magical. And even if you have some moments where you're like, Ugh, I just want friends. I just want to like, why does this place suck? What's going on? That then you can, as soon as you shift and get into that place where you're like, Oh wait, it all just came together. Like now I have all of the friends and now they're the best. And this is so fun. And I love my home and you know, all of that. I think that that experience maybe happens so that you can 
kind of builds up some confidence in your ability to transition differently. And so I, I'm going to be really excited to see mm-hmm. how this move unfolds for you once you do just like, you know, do all the things that we talked about, just like feel your feelings, be upset about it, let yourself be there and then get to that point where you just surrender to it and then remember your magic. Sally, when you were just saying that, I just had this like huge, I don't know what I would call it, like moment because I just thought of something that like my mom and I have been become so close since I've moved here. Mm. Um, and it's because we've had the, like, we've been able to connect over, you know, moving, um, Mm. especially at like not perfect times in our life. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we, my mom and I have really had a tough relationship for most of our, for most of our lives. And I just feel like it's been really beautiful what we, you know, what we have presently. Mm -hmm. And, um, along those lines, like she has a very healthy outlook now on, on trans, on transitions and moving. Um, but she didn't when I was, when I was young. And so it's almost like she came to it late in life. I'm coming into it middle of life Mm -hmm. and hopefully, you know, my daughter will come to it even even earlier than us. So I think that like, I'm going to, I don't know, that feels like a really big gift. Um, I'm like really emotional, you guys. Like, I feel like I would have never come to that without this conversation. So Mm -hmm. it's like really beautiful. And I feel very like grateful that, um, we ended up here actually. So, well, yeah. Sorry. You do not need to apologize. Okay. Don't apologize. You don't yeah. need not to apologize. Yeah. I don't know. Apologize. I know. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Yeah. Totally. But, um, but yeah, there's sort of like a circle there that, you know, I definitely want to like reflect on after this, but, um, yeah. Well, and I would like to point out that you already knew that because you did say earlier that you've been so conscious of the way that you want Ida to relate to change and to transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you might've just had a new level of awareness around it, but also I think that you already knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think, I think so too. And, um, yeah, I just like, I haven't really felt the support that my mom has given me until like, until this very moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, that is definitely something that I'm also very grateful for. And that, that does help me. So, you know, Oh boy, all the feels, (sighs) all the feels. (laughs) Speaking of the feels, my son is screaming, um, (laughs) Lionel, um, not should, can we, are we at a place that we can or, okay. So before we go, just a couple real quick closing questions. Okay. From where you are now, when you look back at a year ago today and finding out that you were pregnant, can you describe how you're feeling now in one word? Um, one word. Can you guys hear that? No, I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just a lot of crying. Um, 
I feel very, you know, the word that came to me actually was drained. Hmm. Um, and actually I wasn't going to say it cause it sounds negative, but I am going to say it cause that's what came to me. And also I think that there's a lot of dimensions to that word. Um, you know, I've sort of like ridding myself of like an old way and like, I'm tired right now, but I'm like ready for like the new stuff. Hmm. Oh, well, I think that's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Oh, well, we'll wrap up since you have a, Screen child. Um, Kim, if people are interested to find you on the internet, where can they do that? Oh, I'd love it. They um, could find me on Twitter, actually. So it's just my name, Kim Conti, C-O-N-T-E. Um, yeah, and I'd love, I'd love to connect if anyone uh, is interested. Great. Well, we will put that in the show notes. Go take care of your babe. Thank you so okay. much for talking to us. Love Thank you, you guys so much. Kiss I, uh, Lionel for me. <laughs> I will. I will. Thank you guys so much for this experience. I'm just so thrilled, and I love your show, you guys. It's, like, really, Yay. really lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye, Kim. Bye. Oh, boy. Yay. Sally. Yes. That was great. I loved it. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet? They can find me on social media at Sally Simply, and you can find my writing and my singing slash maybe music on SallyMercedes.com and my more businessy work on UnmutedExpression.com. What about you? I'm at TylaFowler.com, and I'm on Instagram at Tyla M. Fowler, M as in Megan. Cause that's my middle name. <laughs> um, yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, if you want to share any feedback about this episode or about any episode or anything in your life, we would love to hear from you. And you can email us at a year ago podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter at a year ago podcast. Mm-hmm. And or I guess on Facebook we're a year ago today, but well, you know how it's still a year Facebook ago works. podcast. It's fine. It's both. Anyway. <laughs> you know how Facebook works. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google it. And if you like our intro outro music and you're curious as to who provides that, that's Zena Hell, Z-Y-N-A-H-E-L. You can follow her on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for awesome new music and gigs around Europe and all that awesome jazz. Woo-woo. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, I think that's everything. Yeah. Till next time, y'all. Bye.